0: night, Felipe Vasquez, the relief pitcher for the Pirates, somehow mustered the courage to get a four-out save. That said, like he lifted an SUV off a small child, like it required superhuman strength. Wow! Vasquez got a four-out save. Praise be to Jeebus! I remember in the 70s, when Raleigh Fingers would come in and pitch three innings. Nobody called that a nine-out save. It was just A save. Mike Marshall pitched 106 games in 1974 for the L.A. Dodgers. 106 games. He finished 83. He had 15 wins, 21 saves, and he pitched 208 and a third innings. His arm didn't fall off. In fact, four years later, he was still going strong. Led the American League in saves at age 36 and... Pitched the 142 innings that year. Last year, Alex Colome of Tampa Bay led MLB in saves with 47. But he only pitched 66 and two-thirds innings. What a freaking candy ass. The four-out save is no big deal. I remember the nine-out save. So don't act like the four-out save makes you a real man. It makes you no better than slightly less of the sissy Mary that you usually are. Hey, four-out save, guess what? You just made the list. The four-out save can go suck dirt. It's said with the same gravitas used to speak about the Normandy invasion. Baseball is way too specialized And that's why the games are way too long. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. By the way, Josh Yeoey and I almost inadvertently acted out a scene from the movie Clerks 2. Not sure if anybody spotted that. Uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN has just uh, tweeted, Edelman has appealed the suspension. And Schefter says, Edelman has tested, has taken hundreds of tests and has not tested positive before, unquote. Okay, well, that's an exaggeration. Because why would Edelman have taken hundreds of tests? Like, did he get tested every month during his NFL career? I suppose that's possible. But it still sounds like an exaggeration. And just because you never tested positive before, doesn't mean you didn't test positive this time. Doesn't mean you weren't a PED user in the past and just beat the test. Or knew in advance when the test was going to be and cycled off. And and this is somebody talking who doesn't care about performance enhancing drugs, who in fact thinks they should be legalized, administered, and regulated. I don't see why we don't want performances to be enhanced. That's Strikes me as entertaining. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call. The attendance today at PNC Park not bad for an afternoon game, not bad period for this season. Nineteen thousand change. That's paid. Not sure how many were there. You know what i I think that that's something the Pirates should investigate is having more afternoon baseball. I love afternoon baseball. If I didn't do an afternoon radio show, I'd go to afternoon baseball all the time. Oh, and and this just tweeted, Edelman getting four games means he did have a first positive for a stimulant or an anabolic agent. Given that this is tied in, Edelman's tied in, is working with Tom Brady's guru, that Guerrero. That makes this extremely interesting. Okay, number five of the Stanley Cup Finals tonight. What's going to happen? What's your reaction to Smith Pelley of the Capitals saying he won't go to the White House if the Capitals win? All the Russians will go. Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Orlov. The White House is kind of a safe house for Russians in the country currently. We've been talking also about Young Ho Gung, who says he will not drink again. At least that's what the translator said. Who knows what Gung really said, and perhaps he had been drinking before he spoke. I'm never going to drink again. i yes, sir. no more drinking for me. Never. Never, never. So these and all topics, including the four-out save, they're, they're uh, re-releasing the book by the late President John F. Kennedy, uh, called Profiles in Courage. He wrote about uh, heroic acts performed by eight different United States senators, uh, mostly in times of war. Kind of a historical review. They are reissuing the book with a ninth chapter dedicated to men who have executed the 4 out save. Because it is superhuman. It is heroic. Let's go to Big Al in the car. Big Al, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Enjoying the show? Thanks. The thing I was going to say with Edelman, I mean, you look at some of the guys that not only in football that have been caught using performance enhancing drugs. You look at Armstrong. Armstrong was probably one of the most tested individuals ever. And for years, he came up clean. Eventually, his time came up. Yeah, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, and uh, you know what I'd love to know about Lance Armstrong? How much money he still has. Because he lost a lot of sponsors... But that doesn't mean you give back the previous money. I wonder what kind of money Lance Armstrong has now because if he is still living independently wealthy, then it was worth it absolutely worth it. Yeah, he had probably one of the best doctors apparently you know for keeping uh his blood tests clean or whatever so you know with Brady it's always one of those things I look at you know where there's smoke there's fire there's been so many different accusations you just begin to wonder um you know what's going on with him. Didn't he get the bang Sheryl Crow? Weren't they night up for a while? Armstrong, See, yeah. Yeah, right there is the power of performance-enhancing drugs. There's a guy skinny as a rail. I think he had one testicle, and he got the bang Sheryl Crow. God bless performance-enhancing drugs. 412-333-9939. You know what's funny? Lance Armstrong was such a hero for obviously winning the Tour de France all those times and for beating cancer. But then once he tested positive for PEDs, it's like he never beat cancer. That part of him being a hero was summarily dismissed, totally forgotten. Let's go to Adam in Greensburg. Adam, you're on with double M. Hey Mark, uh, I really didn't get the Russian reference to the White House. Maybe you can explain it. But um... I have to explain the Russian reference to the White House. Well, where's the collusion, Mark? Uh, you need to they, they have that. they have newspapers and internet out there in Greensburg. Thank you for the call, Jed. Uh, by by the way, come on, that that's funny. What I said it was meant to be funny, not spurred discussion. Because I'm tired of that discussion. Uh, by the way. I read a great column, I forget who wrote it, about what the NFL should do uh, regarding the National Anthem, and it is, just don't play it, but say that they're not playing it because it's being used as a political pawn, and they'll play it again when they feel that time has passed. Perfect thing to do, perfect thing to say. Like Ron Cook wrote in the Post-Gazette, the big story for the Steelers week one is to keep your eye on the tunnel and see who comes out of the dressing room after the National Anthem has already been played. Let's go to Mark in the car. Mark, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up. The attendance today for the Pirates game was actually uh, brought out by uh, FedEx employees. So it was a FedEx day uh, from the corporation. That's okay. When you're struggling to sell tickets by any means necessary should be your motto sure thank you for the call i mean i don't see where that diminishes having sold almost 20k tickets tickets sold or tickets sold period let's go to jimmy in upper st Clair. jimmy you're on with mark how are you doing mr man huge fan of the show great I just want to ask you, do you think Coach Clint Hurdle is going to um, figure He's, out? You know, you're know, you the, the dink who calls every day and calls the manager coach. So even though you're a huge fan of the show, you're barred from the show, and I think you should run headfirst into a wall. Actually, don't do that. Because if you really love the show, you'd probably follow my advice. And I don't want to be responsible for, well, in your case, brain trauma might not be possible or would take a perfect shot. Let's go to Jason in the car. Jason, you're on with Mark. Hey Mark, uh you mentioned that you know, only model you could see is a potential uh trade for the Penguins. What would you try to get in return because I think model Oh, I don't know. One. I don't know. I I'm just saying that if Jim wants to shake up the defense, he's the movable piece, I think. And it'd bring good return. That might be the kind of guy that a team would inquire after. And if that team has something Rutherford would want, maybe he'd consider it. I'm not trying to run Ole out of town. Oli, I like Ole better than almost anybody in that dressing room as a guy. So I want to see him stay. But I'm just saying that, I mean, they're not going to trade Tag. They're just not. They're not going to trade Dumoulin. Schultz is a righty. They're not going to trade him. So if there's a movable piece that another team might want, it's Mata. Yeah, I would agree. Do you think Alexiak increased his value enough with his play this year to be a, a movable asset? I think he increased his value within the context of the Penguins and their plans for him, but I think he's not far enough removed from stiffing a Dallas uh, to to have erased doubt about him uh, throughout the league. That was David Huff, by the way, of the Chicago Tribune that wrote that article. Let's go to Kevin in Monroeville. Kevin, you're on with Double M. How you doing, Mark? Good, Kevin. Yeah. Why, we should give Jung Ho-Gung a second chance. I mean, this country is about second chances. The guy has a problem. He went into recovery. We should root for him. That's a good story. I agree. I, I I have no problem with him playing. I don't know about root for him, but I have no problem with him playing. Then again, and thank you for the call, you got the story that Luke Heimlich, the pitcher at Oregon State we've talked about, 15 years old, confessed to molesting his six-year-old niece. He's the best pitcher in college baseball. He's probably never going to play pro baseball. And that is the ultimate catch-22. Because let me tell you, I would like to see the kid get a second chance. Who knows what goes on in a teenage mind, an adolescent mind. And he says he only admitted it to get the, the, the process through the court so it could be expedited from his record, expunged, pardon me, quicker and he thought it would be better for the family and he was told it would be sealed and it wasn't and I, I i believe reading somewhere that he took a lie detector test and he passed it so i would like to see him get a second chance i just wouldn't give it to him because that would not be what's best for business let's go to steve in penn Hill. steve you're on with mark hey mark big fan thanks Wondered if you thought the Steelers had a better shot than ten and six this year. What's your opinion of that? You really want to start talking about that already? <laughs> just, I'm just curious because uh, things have been rough lately for him, you know. Yeah, it, it's it's June, bra. Goodbye. Hey, I said the other day, just the other day. Why couldn't you've heard me the other day? I agree exactly with what Sports Illustrated did. By the way, this is how nutty football coverage has gotten in in this great nation of ours. Sports Illustrated wrote a preview for the NFL, and they're going to write another preview for the NFL as we get closer to the season. They wrote like a OTA's preview based on the rosters now, but, but, you know, it's just so preliminary, but it'll get crazy clicks. Sports Illustrated wrote in that preview, I guess that would be the preview to the preview that they wrote. Sports Illustrated wrote, Pittsburgh looks vulnerable, but they'll still win the division. That's exactly how I feel. They look vulnerable because of that defense, but they will definitely win the division. Okay, I found that article by that David Hoff. I'll get to that in a second. And we got Woodrow and Kevin. Okay, i got to take Kevin right now because I bet it's a short call. Kevin, what do you want? Hey, Mark, hey, what do you think about that, that last foot, trading Murray for? Yep, they're not going to trade Murray. F off. Goodbye. See, he told you short call. I get kind of a, just kind of a a feeling, a premonition, if you will, that it's going to be a short call. To that end, Woodrow, you're on with the super genius. Mark, hey, two things. A little FYI on uh, Lance Armstrong. Celebrity net worth has a net worth of $50 million. Okay, Okay, so, so it was worth it then and it says in new york times 2012 125 million. So he thought And that the was after so that was after the scandal broke, right? Correct. You know what? So, I, I I I take all the humiliation I could handle for 125 mil. Go ahead, what else you got? Yeah, you, you mentioned they won't trade the tank. If they could trade the tank. are not going to buy. See, again, that premonition. Plus we're running way late for this segment. 1059 the X. Now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, huge fan. You're talking to the super genius. No doubt, Double M. Hey, Mark, do you the best onion drink? Ooh. The X at 105.9. I-, I was just speaking about this brilliant column by David Hoff in the Chicago Tribune. Let me just read the first couple graphs. At this point, the NFL needs to strongly consider eliminating the playing of the National Anthem before games to discuss canceling every future trip to the White House for Super Bowl champions, to rise above it all until America learns how to disagree again. At this point, the NFL needs to do something drastic in response to the way the league has allowed itself to get dragged into a loud, illogical debate over patriotism that has devolved into pettiness for political gain. The meaning of the anthem has been distorted, the significance of a White House visit devalued. The best way to stop the noise and avoid any further consternation is for the NFL to eliminate both time-honored sports customs, as crazy as it sounds for a league that wraps itself in the flag, except at this point, it isn't crazy at all. You can't have an anthem policy that divides organizations and distracts attention from the game without an anthem. Right on the money. Couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have written it better. In fact, I'm considering plagiarizing that column and getting paid for it as well. Uh, Also, and this is where the Boston media is great. I mean, I think Pittsburgh has homer media. The Boston media is twice the homers that that Pittsburgh media is. Uh, Ben Volan of the Boston Globe wrote about Julian Edelman's pending four-game suspension for using PEDs. He says, Edelman is nine and a half months removed from tearing his ACL in a preseason game in Detroit. Now Edelman saves himself four weeks of wear and tear, which could help him make it through the season and into the playoffs. Now the Patriots can keep an extra body at roster cutdown time, and they get a fresh receiver into the lineup in October when Edelman comes back. Okay, now if if Edelman doesn't see it that way, why is he appealing the suspension? And they need to forget Amendola left. Okay, it's not like they're flush with receivers. And, you know, could easily make do without that Edelman. Also, here's another, here's an even more key uh, issue to talk about. Today, the, the people at Go were kind enough to drop by uh, this Chip and Dip sandwich. It's chicken strips breaded with crushed potato chips with French onion dip as a condiment. Chips, dip, get it? And it was just terrific. What goes into inventing a new sandwich? And how do people do it? Restaurants. Like, Permanis has that new sandwich with the pierogies on kielbasa. Now, that's not my thing. You know, I don't live on Polish Hill, but, but, you know, I guess it works. People like it. It's getting good reviews. How do you invent a new sandwich? And I bet some of them just are crap and just don't work. I know a couple friends of mine. Like, on a regular sandwich, like a turkey sandwich... They will crush potato chips and put it on the sandwich to give the sandwich crunch. I invented a new dish just the other night. I'm trying real hard not to eat bread. I have a confession to make the get-go. I I didn't eat the pretzel bun. I ate the chicken strips with uh, with the French onion dip, and it was great. So I'm trying not to eat bread or sugar or bakery. So the other night I had pulled chicken I bought at uh, go, ironically, at, at the, well, the Giant Eagle Express in Harmerville, pulled chicken, and I had buffalo chicken dip, and I didn't want to, you know, use chips because that's, you know, bakery, bread, what have you. So I took the buffalo chicken dip and stirred it into the pulled chicken to make, like, this giant vat of buffalo chicken dip. It was pretty good. I could have used more pulled chicken or used less dip, but it was pretty good. Okay, now it's your turn. We await your calls. Not eagerly, because most of you suck, but but the number to call is 412-333-WXDX. If you have a suggestion for a a, a new type of sandwich or a new dish, that might be fun to talk about. I brought up that column by by Hoff in Chicago about the anthem. I really don't want to talk about it. We, we overdid it. Well, you had to. Like I keep saying, when this becomes... The anthem thing is the focal issue of the NFL. It is number one. We're not talking about who's going to win the Super Bowl. We're not talking about how the Steelers are going to do. The anthem dominates everything, the anthem talk. And this guy's right. This is the way. Eliminate the anthem. Eliminate the White House. You take the gun out of Trump's hands. He can't shoot it anymore. Oh, he can for a little bit. But then it goes away. The way they're handling it, it's just never, ever, ever, Going to go away. This makes it go away. 105.9 X X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing? We're all going to rock to the rules I make. Double M, big fan. How you like it now, bitch? DX at 105.9. I'm watching Fox Sports 1 here in the studio. Switched over to the England-Costa Rica uh, friendly football match after the Pirates lost. And I just saw a commercial for the U.S. Open, which I guess is going to be televised on Fox Sports. The entire commercial was Tiger Woods. Literally, the entire commercial. It's like he's the only golfer in the world, and he finished 23rd at the last tournament. I wonder how the guys who are winning the tournaments are starting to feel about this, because if they have a bitch, it's a legitimate one. Four one two three three three. WXDX is the number to call. More from Boston because of the suspension of Patriots wide receiver Julian Edelman for four games due to PED use. Uh, Dan Shaughnessy, also known as the CHB, says Edelman getting popped changes the narrative in Foxborough because he is an Alex Guerrero guy. That's Brady's trainer. And now Belichick has a new weapon used against Brady, Bob Kraft, and anyone who will insist that Guerrero is a legit trainer and a swell guy who should be allowed full access to the Patriots facilities at Gillette Stadium. Because there's a conflict there. Uh, Brady wants Guerrero to have full run, and Belichick's like, no, he doesn't work. You know where Belichick made a mistake? You're going to laugh at this because they just made the Super Bowl? When Brady demanded they get rid of Garoppolo, the quarterback, who was waiting around to take his job because he's so insecure. Think about that. That guy's married to Giselle and has five rings, and he's still insecure. Belichick said, No, we're keeping Garoppolo, period. He should just, and then wait to see what Brady would have done. Because if Brady would have run himself out of time, that might have been best for the Patriots in the long run and for Belichick. Seriously. Because Brady, as he gets older, is getting more insecure. And at 40 years old, he's trying to take over the entire franchise. And you can't have a 40-year-old quarterback take over the entire franchise. Just can't. No matter what he's done, no matter what he can still do, you just can't allow that. I was talking earlier about the... um, Oh, wait, wait, one more football note. Will Presti... On Twitter, who says he's a comedian? He has the blue check mark, but he must not be much of a comedian because he only has like four thousand followers. He tweets: Terrell Owens is refusing to go to his Hall of Fame induction ceremony because they delayed his selection due to character issues. Way to prove him wrong, Tio. Uh, first off, that's not funny, comedian. Second off, that's not why him refusing to go doesn't indicate character issues. It's him being a baby. It's him being petty. It's him being a jerk. But character issues are, you know, beating up your girlfriend. Or, you know, getting caught using recreational drugs. Those are character issues. This is just somebody being a putz. And if they kept him out of the Hall of Fame for two years because he's a putz, I just don't think that was a good enough reason. Because he's a bad teammate even, not a good enough reason. He had the numbers. He's arguably the best receiver of all time. He should have been inducted the first day he was eligible. That said, he should go to the induction. I I can't believe he's not. Then again, not going maybe indulges his ego. Maybe he'll have an alternate ceremony, like host the party, make some money from it. I bet he does. We were talking before about the concept of inventing a sandwich, like with the new get-go uh chip and dip the the chicken uh plank spread with potato chips with uh, french onion dip as a condiment and then the permanies sandwich the polish hill with pierogies on kielbasa along with the french fries and the coleslaw and all that stuff that makes Permanis permanies And i talked about and i've got a few tweets saying that hey i crush potato chips to put on any sandwich see i'm more regimented like like even though I did invent the, the pulled chicken, buffalo chicken dip combination just the other night, it was good, but not as good as I had hoped. But there are certain things I believe are written in stone. Case in point, if you have a hamburger, the only appropriate cheese is cheddar, for me. I know some people like Swiss or provolone, the only appropriate cheese is cheddar, the only appropriate condiment is ketchup, Period. Little onion if you want that. Turkey. The only appropriate cheese is Swiss. The only appropriate condiment is uh, Grey Poupon grainy Dijon mustard. If you're eating an Italian cold cut like pepperoni or salami, the only appropriate cheese is provolone. With the only appropriate condiment, Grey Poupon, Grainy Dijon mustard. And and you could go up, if, if you want to put Italian dressing on there instead of, I, I get that. I wouldn't do it, but I get that. I was trying to think what I do with turkey burgers, because I eat a lot of turkey burgers. They're very good. But I'm pretty sure I go cheddar with them or maybe provolone. I could tolerate provolone on a turkey burger. But these are rules, and I live by the standard. That's like, well, not not necessarily when I go to fancy schmancy burger places. I'll let them make the call because they're, you know, burgerific or burger experts or whatever the frig. But like, um, the buffalo cheddar they use at Burgatory on burgers is just unbelievable. You know what they used to do? They used to melt down buffalo cheddar and make it into a dip for like chips. They don't do that anymore. I don't know why. It used to be my, my favorite part of going to Burgatory. Boy, have I plugged enough places in this segment? Dear Jesus. Let's go to Pat. Pat, you're on with Double M. Hey, Super Genius. How you doing? Good. Hey, I just had a quick question about the Steelers. Uh, I agree 100% with you with the Steelers this coming year. Until they get a defense, they're not going to win anything. But just in light of the news with Julian Edelman getting suspended for four games for PEDs, do you – do you, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's any lack of institutional control with Belichick, or would he be crucified? I think it's lack of institutional or... control by Brady. I think okay. Brady's brought this drug doctor into the facility, and guys are getting popped. But then again, you see, I don't think PED use is bad. So yeah. I don't think it indicates loss of institutional control. Like when uh, when uh, Marcus Gilbert got popped last year for PEDs, yeah. that didn't bother me at all, not nearly as much. As you know, the, the the fiasco with the anthem in Chicago, with yeah. all the stunts that Antonio Brown pulls, Le'Veon Bell, the oh, mascot agree. Joey Porter, that yeah. is loss of institutional control. Yeah, PEDs, is, that Marcus Gilbert? PEDs is just a guy trying to get better. I was going to say, that Marcus Gilbert thing could have been a rehab thing, and this could be with Edelman, too. So, okay, Thank you for the call. I've mentioned all this food, and I have none here to eat. You know what I do when I'm off the bread? I'm sure people do this. I get, like, burger patties and put stuff on them and just don't get a bun. It's hard to do, boy. The bun holds it together. Oh, there was that report that, uh, that Peyton Manning used PEDs to come back from an injury. And don't forget, Edelman's coming back from an injury. It's tough to be old and injured in the NFL. I'm stealing that off a tweet. I mean, it just, PEDs are a good thing. We need to someday, somehow, understand that. Okay, now it's time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Ask me anything you like about anything you like. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9. Bird King. This is Selena Gomez, and you're listening to Mark Madden, the super genius, on 105.9 The X. One thing worth pointing out... uh, when I, when I say I have hard and fast rules with with burgers and cold cuts, like with with like I said, when I go to a, a fancy schmancy like Chapino, burger, blue cheese, bacon, sriracha ketchup, but that's kind of a different. Just I'm talking about a basic cheeseburger. Got to be buffalo cheddar. I don't have to defend myself for all my pickiness. I'll eat just about anything. Time not to ask Mark anything. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. The city's best seafood chop house is located in the strip. Check out Chipino and the super genius burger which is absolutely delightful. Let's go to Pete in the car, Pete. Ask Mark anything. Here. How Are you double M? Good. Hey, you were talking about burgers and you you mentioned blue cheese, but what about pepper jack? It gives you just a little amount, just a little bit of spice. Not not a, a big a fan of pepper jack. Not 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 as a standalone oh. or not period. What about blue cheese? You didn't mention it. Yeah, blue cheese on a bacon burger. Once the bacon's on the burger, it's a whole new sandwich, blue cheese, fine. And blue cheese, of course, on wings. And fries. And just about anything, really. And salad. Let's go to Chuck in the truck. Chuck. Ask Mark anything. Hey, I just wanted to give you an alternative for the whole no bread thing. If you let us wrap for a pain, but... If you take cabbage, boil it, or steam it for a couple of minutes, you can wrap anything. You can do, careers, nah, you can do burgers. Nah, I'd, I'd rather just eat them like, like instead of wrapping a hamburger in a lettuce leaf, I'll just eat the hamburger without bread. With the cabbage, though, it doesn't have a. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I, I just don't like the idea of it. It sounds like cabbage. Who the frig wants to eat cabbage? Let's go to Josh in Rochester. Josh, ask Mark anything. Huge fan, Double M. How are you doing, man? Thank you. Okay, if you were dying tomorrow, what is Double M's last meal? No guilt? Whatever you want. Well, I haven't eaten with much guilt as it is, as witnessed by my frame. But uh, (laughs) uh, Okay, my ideal meal would be a prime rib with horseradish cream sauce, uh, buffalo parm chicken wings, those are really my two favorite meals. Uh, I would either want Oreo ice cream or Oreo cheesecake as the dessert. Probably Oreo ice cream would be my first choice. And, and that's about it. I can't think of anything else that would really, you know, jump to mind. Not a load of baked potato? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I eat potatoes. I'm not as big a potato fan as you might think. Uh, you know, you know, like if I could get like a small side of veal parm, I mean, that's going overboard. There you but go. yeah, I, I'd throw no, that in there somewhere as well. Let's go to Mike in California. Mike, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, I was just learned how much it would cost for you to participate in an X-rated film. You mean is a sex role? Yeah, like to get published and everything. Everybody no amount of it. money. No amount of money. I could be the dirty old guy who stands behind the camera and makes jokes. <laughs> I have done that. Don't laugh like that. That's weird. Let's go to Andrew Gibsonia. Andrew, ask Mark anything. Mark, how are you? Great. Hey, uh, so have you ever tried putting chips on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I don't eat peanut butter. Oh, man, you're missing out. I know Elvis Presley used to put all, like, peanut butter and banana sandwich. Is that right? No, I I put Cool Ranch Doritos on. I'm peanut talking butter. about Elvis, not you, you simp. Um, oh, no. no, I I just I just don't like peanut butter, although I do like Reese's peanut butter cups. But I'm not a peanut butter guy. Look, when I was a kid, every day for school, I'd have a grape jelly sandwich. That was what I had every day for school, every day for grade school. When my mother would try to sneak in peanut butter and jelly, I'd get mad. And then, when did we first start having hot lunches? I don't think till junior high. Pretty sure not till junior high. Let's go to uh, Casey on the parkway. Casey, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mr. Madden, how are you today? Good, Casey. Hey, um, going WWE here. Who do uh, who you think is going to be our savior that finally gets the strap off Brock Lesnar? You know it's fake, right? Oh, I do know that. Why do, why don't you want Brock to have it? Brock's the big star. Brock's the biggest star in the company. I get that, but he's all, he's only wrestling three four times a year. Let, let me let me tell you something. Back when I was a kid, Bruno Sammartino only wrestled at the arenas. Never wrestled on TV. You had to pay to see him. It made it special. The less the world champion is seen, the more special it is when he wrestles. Look at Are you familiar with New Japan Pro Wrestling? I am. Kazuchika Okada has had the belt for, what, like three years? And has defended it 12 times. Okay. You know what that's done? That's made him special. But that's what they said about the pretenders. Let's go to uh, Keith in the car. Keith, ask Mark anything. Yeah, Mark. What was the bigger turning point in World War II, the Battle of Stalingrad or the Battle of Britain? I think you can make a strong argument for both and throw, obviously, the Normandy invasion in there, too. If any one of those goes the Nazis' way, the Nazis probably win the war. If the Nazis win Stalingrad and and Russia's forced to surrender, the Nazis win the war. I think it has to be Stalingrad. That was a meat grinder. I mean, there was no, they fought room to room, literally. I do that at my house on a bad night. Invite the wrong person over. Let's uh let's wrap it up. I've had enough. One more day tomorrow, then Conyot Lake tomorrow night. Hank's frozen custard. Get ready. Eddie's hot dogs too. One oh five ninety X.